Jesus Christ. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Thanks, Craig. Whispering them sweet nothings in my ear. <laughs> yeah, that was... He did. I read the room like Bob's trying to be no. serious. We ha- we need to be nice to Craig so he works. It's like an unwritten rule of being in a podcast is you can't shit talk to Craig when he's listening. Look, I'm not shit talking to Craig. I'm just saying he. I feel awkward when he walks up to me and licks the back of my neck and then whispers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's familiar. I'm, I'm leaving that in there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last session I know it got cut off. So basically, you guys were able to get on. Where did it stop last session? Do you guys remember where it stopped paying attention um, to me? I think it was mostly like we got up to <laughs> <laughs> the ship. That's why we got up. That's why we got If that isn't this goddamn fuck fest in a nutshell, <laughs> it got to <the> boom. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so it got to you guys got to the ship. So you guys were able to get on board. So we don't have to figure out how to get the robot back on board. Awesome. I can climb. Athletics, that's the one skill I'm good at, baby. <laughs> There's like a crew of 40 people. They tossed a rope down after you guys used your water movement spell and rocketed upwards while attached to a, a robo friend. <laughs> a wallpito. <laughs> oh, I should have had you guys roll to see if you scuttled the boat. Damn it! <laughs> Not too late. How did your guys' campaign end? We got stranded at sea without rations, or my DM's a dick. <laughs> you specifically said in the last session we were slow enough to be able to adjust our trajectory so we don't hit the boat. I have proof you said that. Oh. <laughs> Praise be Craig. <laughs> you guys are <laughs> you guys are able to get up on board, relatively no issues, and just kind of get underway. You know you're only about a day and a half to two days sailing main city of the Rebellion on that island subcontinent. And that's kind of where I, I wrapped it. That's kind of in brief summary. Not a whole lot happened, but you guys are able to get on board. Everyone seems to have survived. The boarding's okay. It's president accounted for. We really went and checked on Linguini afterwards. Just fine cooking away in the galley. Hopefully they're not putting a bun in the oven, but they are doing some good. Is that what the kids call it nowadays? I can't believe that Mike and Tim would be forgiving of any shenanigans going on with one's daughter and niece. <laughs> I feel like we would have to go to extreme measures to make sure Linguini does not die. It's, yeah. Which is important. I also feel like Linguini's not exactly going to be the one to push that if it happens. <laughs> that seems, yeah, that's fair. So you guys are able to uh, kind of get up there and basically as soon as you guys are aboard, any conversation you want to have would happen. Mike and Tim make the captain's quarters available for them. Rame's just like, we need to get the heck out of here as fast as we can. I agree. That other ship is getting too far away and we need to track it down now that we've got our little trinket. <laughs> Agreed. Also, we need to get here before the military gets here. For me... Who has the piece of the star? I imagine we would have put it in a bag of holding before we got to the top. Just so we don't have a bunch of questions about it. <laughs> I had it last. Yes. <laughs> I have it now. Because I triggered the trap grabbing it. Everybody yeah. else is okay. being all suspicious about it. 
my measure moment would have just been like, put it in a bag of holding before we get to the top so we don't have to explain what this is. Sure. <laughs> We're traveling with thieves. The last thing we want is to lose this. They're cool thieves. That's true, but I also feel like if they stole it, we would probably be the last to know. Okay. You guys were not able to talk to the Triton that was in Kraken because uh, due to the vast amounts of damage. And the fact that Wall wouldn't quit hitting him. Oh, he did. He gone. He changed into a different form of matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys, yeah, like, weren't able to glean anything from that one, so you didn't get that guy's story. However, you were able to get back on the boat, and you were now underway. If there's anything you guys want to do on the boat, like talk to anybody, you're welcome to. Or we can just kind of fast travel to in the city. It is up to what is the reaction of the crew as Wall breaches the surface at a, a nice <laughs> clip of 200 meters a second? Like a majestic whale. I want you to think Jules Verne's submarine breaching yeah. for the first time. There's also with Icky being inside of a shark. It was inside of one oh, of the right. sharks I when the spell was that. cast. <laughs> that's oh, right. No. Oh god! So he shark ketoed on up with him. I would say that would probably scare them more a little bit more than Wall coming up. I mean, as, as awesome as it was watching Wall come, all of a sudden there's a shark <laughs> with just a big bulge in its stomach, and then like it just like bursts open, and Icky comes out all red and just kind of looks around. <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, yeah. darling. Hello, my ragtime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not immediately going back up to the ship. I'm just like floating aside the ship in the shark, I'm just having a grand old time, like like a, one of those little inflatable flotation devices. <laughs> yeah, like eating it from the inside out. This is tasty. Just like lounging in it and like you know gnawing off a little piece of uh, flesh. Gross. So gross. <laughs> it is so gross. <laughs> Aroma very much just wants to be back in her armor and have her bag back. So she's gonna climb up and just go for that first. I think this is probably the longest it's ever not been by her side in like 20 years. <laughs> so it's it's been weird for her. And I guess she eventually gives Vicros his spear back. After a year <laughs> of time. I forgot that you took that for Bill. She got the killer blow with it, man. That's right. <laughs> I know. I can actually hit things with it. That's why I'm not immediately <laughs> going to give it back. You should keep it. Token <laughs> of victory. It's payment <laughs> for me saving your life that one time. Fair enough. <laughs> no, like, seriously, if, if you ask for it back, she'll give it back. That depends on if Bob rules if I can do stunning strike with my hands on arm strikes. Because in the book, it's pretty specific about it being... A weapon only. Yeah. I think we discussed this last time when I was looking it up. Everything that I was reading was saying that yeah, stunning strike was available to use uh, unarmed. Yeah, because he did. He did use the stunning strike. Most of being the editor, you remember everything. <laughs> you get right. to hear it again multiple fucking times. <laughs> yes. I just I spend most of my days listening to myself talk, and I hate it. Yeah, I'm good allowing stunning strike to be used unarmed. Yeah, and flavor-wise, it still makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, to me, it's crazy. Uh, I'm reading it. Yeah, because it's just at fifth level, you can interfere with the floating opponent's body when you hit attack, which I'm using while you're trained to use your weapon, fists as weapons. Like, it makes sense to me. 
Yeah, especially with open hand technique, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. Well, yeah, hold on to it. Oh, I was just joking about that, but okay. <laughs> if it if it works better for you. Yeah. Callie's gonna be so upset because she thought she was gonna have a solid sale on that uh <laughs> scythe. Oh no, Rami still wants that. It's just between now and when she can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> As wall breaches, I want to dive off of him. I'd rather not be there when he comes back down. <laughs> oh, okay. are you trying to make it on the ship, or are you just jumping into the water? Just jumping into the water. Okay, yeah, you're good then. I'm not going to make you roll anything for that. You're able to just kind of... Anyone who holds on, best luck. <laughs> Hopefully he stays straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, am I landing on the side of the boat? Am I landing on top and the deck, or...? So when when you guys pop out of the water by about 10, 15 feet and then settled back onto the, the, the top of the water, they were able to throw down a couple of lassos and yoki fo ya up onto the deck. Better do it quick because I have a feeling he's going to sink real quick too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that spell doesn't last too terribly long. But yeah, they're, they're able to do it without any issues at all. Water, uh, except for Icky, who made his own flippish and is just kind of hanging out. Is that a strength grab to grab Icky out of his shark's coaster? Dive further into the shark. Oh no, I did not even know that rolled that, so there you go. <laughs> I totally forgot the screen was touch screen. <laughs> so we're all back on the boat then, other than those who don't want to be on the boat. Here's Icky in his new cocoon. Risky click of the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so everybody's kind of allowed to get up. Uh, after about half hour, 45 minutes uh, of kind of when uh, Mike approaches. Really do need to... Alright, we need the wizard. Gotta make him at least tolerable. Yeah, like, at this point, depending on how long you give him, Icky's definitely had his fill. He's he's very much Templeton, Templeton with after the fair. Couldn't someone just have dragged the entire shark with Icky on it on board so we could leave? Because Robe wants to get out of here. Hey, that's even better. 100% like if, if I had the choice of it I would have would have grabbed the tail of that shark as we were flying up <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm even more down with that because then I can save the rest for later yeah okay uh, I'll tell you what we'll do that and we will take your strength grab as your ability to hold on to said fish do I make it you do and let's see if you can actually get a handle on the fishy roll me a dex check to see if you can reach a hand over and snatch him out Snatch, snatch me out of the shark? Yeah, I'm not trying to snatch him out of the shark. I just wanted to bring the shark along since he's inside of it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. It's already You've got already kind of hold of it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're able to keep a hold of him. It makes it a little more difficult for the crew. You're about eek, up over. Remember, he's, he's busting out like a chest burster once we get on board. Yes, that's right. He's, he's hello, my baby, in it. I forgot about that. <laughs> Bloody seawater just erupts out of it and just, like, starts to run off of the side of the deck. Romance just facing her, like, her hands. Just no. <laughs> For the first time, uh, you actually see Mike flinch a little bit at what's <laughs> actually kind of gone down. Like, he's been rather unshakable, and he just kind of, uh... That just seems like a waste of a creature there. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and as <laughs> she falls asleep, his rotted, faded belly full of shark death, pick him up like you would a, a child get him out of a car seat after a long car ride. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> Have him tucked up over the shoulder and 
go find a spot to lay him down. <laughs> go have a little food coma. No. <laughs> no, no. So like, as as you're like carrying me, I'm like mumbling, like kind of half consciously. Like, Don't let them throw away my shark. <laughs> if needs be, little buddy, we'll catch another one. Wizard needs to go spell him while he's asleep. Take a look at the chat. As he says this, Aroma is like halfway through shoving the carcass off the side of the ship. As as he says this, you guys look over, and and Mike has already directed the team of crewmen. They're picking the shark up, rolling it off with the help of Arame off of the ship. Yeah. Um, Like, I've I've just immediately grabbed my face covering, put it back on, just because, nope. With that, Inky will pass out into a nice food comb. <laughs> okay, so... Where, where did you place me, by the way, Wall? Let's see, we would have... I'd tuck you somewhere out of the sun. In the crew quarters? I'm sure they'll love that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's beds there. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, there's well, I got, there. I just got uh, <laughs> prestidigitated. He did. Yeah. Uh, if I remember right, Inky was sleeping in. No, he, he threw me in the crew quarters. That's canon. Oh, man. Yeah, that's canon. Okay, <laughs> that's all right. He smells like fresh flowers now. So, does one prestidigitation cover that amount of everything? With the help of the salt water and all of that, that was enough to make sure that Inky is the clean. Okay. Or at least I have a macro now. I clean enough. <laughs> While you guys are getting cleaned up, Mike and Tim, yeah, ship back on course. Let you know that if you have no other stops, they're going to take you straight to the Rebel City take you about a day, day and a half. Once Arome gets back to her room, she's just gonna kind of subtly check through her drawings to make sure that they're all still there. Go ahead and give... I rolled a 17. And I oh, have yeah. a plus 4. As far as you can tell, nothing's been taken, nothing has been messed with. All of yours fine. Okay. Just in case he got curious, although he probably knows that most of that, most of them. What are you doing, Chris? I'm going to go back to my room and I'm going to check on my distillery. And also, I, do, I don't remember what I did to actually drink alcohol, but I want to drink a lot of it because I have just seen a Leviathan and we have never heard of nor imagined any such creature ever. If you are not concerned with getting drunk and the yellow fix it has, but you just say you're just pounding it back. It's only if you're concerned about being drunk, I'll make you roll con saves. I thought that there was a specific thing we set up for me to roll. Yeah, we did. We set up your constitution. But if you're if you're not worried about being drunk, uh, if you're just drinking to help you relax and you don't really care about the constitution. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I do need to do that for checking on my distillery. Gotcha. So yeah, just go, uh, go ahead and track that. I guess I'm going to go check on Linguini because I always do that. And yeah, anybody else who is potentially scarred for life over that encounter, I've got, I've got you. <laughs> scarred for life, no. Romy's just happy to be below deck because it was really, really, really bright when she got up to the surface. And she probably had to, like, put her hand on someone's shoulder and use them to guide her because it's, it's real bright. Yeah, Crush, I'll join you for a few days. Excellent. I'm in. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I'm going for a couple drinks too. Wall is straight to the top. I was in at me. I almost got burned to death. 
<laughs> anyone who is with getting drunk, I will need con saves from anyone who is not. Uh, I will let you take your level of inebriation by the time you're done. We can assume that I am very, oh. very inebriated. <laughs> that you, you are drinking for the, the title at this point. Absolutely. Like, I climbed down from a tree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Those were my adventures started. I get inebriated enough to uh, sleep well, regardless of how I feel in the morning. <laughs> whatever, whatever amount of alcohol that takes. <laughs> All's up on the foxhole here, continuously scanning, looking for that ship to come back. Gotcha. Your mind. You guys are able to drink until the night, pass out, and whatever state stage of stupor you would like. Wall staring out, listlessly waiting, brooding majestically. <laughs> I, I like to think at some point in time, Nikki walks up behind him and hugs him from behind, and you hear a soft flute play in the background. <laughs> I will do that. Anybody that's in my room drinking also is being serenaded by my wistful lute play, which I will begin momentarily. Go ahead and give me a performance roll on that, sir. Let's see how your loot playing goes for the evening. Is he drunk and does he have disadvantage yes, on it? He will have disadvantage on playing the loot because he's smashed. <laughs> Maybe he's a better loot player when he's drunk. So I just realized something. Since my lay on hand replenishes every time I rest, Rome might get a little more drunk, use lay on hand, and then use lay on hands <laughs> to get rid of it and then go to bed. Did you say performance? Yep. Okay, here we go. So Roma is getting a little drunk. I don't know if y'all y'all haven't seen her drunk. Okay, that's it, it's not the greatest performance. It's not Hendrix at Woodstock, but also not the you know ninth grade band for the first time. Okay, I'll play something <laughs> fresh then. Yeah, that's it's a solid like six or seven. You know, it's not great, but it's not terrible. When you guys awake, you are on the cusp of a bay. Also, Rome's in the habit of, like, since she only sleeps, needs four hours, when she wakes up in the night, she just kind of goes and stands somewhere out of the way and just watches the ocean. It's a little more crowded than I would have expected. Yes, it is. It is a very, very large city. Again, another wonder that I have never even dreamed of. <laughs> oh, uh, a city's so big, right, because I live in a I'm, I'm starting to question, like, our whole situation. We need roads and stuff. Are you sure you want to go with us? <laughs> that's, that's a wonderful question. Can we just say at some point we at least explain to Vikros the full thing of what's going on here? And you're nearly two to three months travel in meeting Jinnabon. That, that the whole story has gone on. I thought we'd already told him. I mean, we already went through this whole thing with <laughs> the devil and all this other stuff with him at the party, so. Yeah, but it's just like, just the sort of, yeah, by the way, so we were hired to do this. And making sure he knows exactly what he's gotten himself into, if he hasn't figured it out yet. Yeah, a little clarification wouldn't hurt, because like we talked about before, I, I saw like the vision that you guys took part in. So I, I, I saw that and it didn't explain everything to me, but yeah. I think I'm uh, even later than that it's, to the party. Oh yeah, you are. I have somehow misplaced my APEG of a ship. So Linguini is the ship. <laughs> oh, Linguini. <laughs> Linguini is coming to shore. <laughs> the SS Linguini. 
at the very least, no one else will Rome at some point's gonna pull Vicarus aside and be like, okay, so this is what's going on. Do you have any questions? So many. The answer should be yes. Where's my shark? <laughs> Where's my shark? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Damn Trixie bastards. They threw it out while I was tucking you in. What? Get another shark, though. Hide it in the captain's quarters. Yes, yes, yes. They won't go there. I am surrounded by children. <laughs> Wall and Arame, you guys watch as the sun rises and you see what lies ahead of you is a massive city carved out of a rolling tundra that's barren almost aside from random farmsteads around the outside edges of it. Massive walls, almost 60 feet high, surround it, and running the mouth of the bay from this pillar to this pillar is a massive chain, bastion to bastion. Wall, you're able to ascertain, I mean, it's pre- pretty obvious that it is used to close the mouth of the harbor in case of an uh, enemy force arrives that way they can actually have full closure of bay for security purposes. Rome's just staring at the city, wondering to herself if she's the first Stroud to ever make it in there. You've never been to this city, but you know of it. It is named Hope's Fault, because if it falls, so does Hope. This is the last bastion of freedom from the High King left in the world that you guys were aware of. You've heard rumors of something down to the south, but for the world known to you guys, this is as good as it gets as far as being able to do things on your own. Part of her is laughing at the irony of, well, I wouldn't have given to be here 20 years ago, and now I'm coming here to help these people. My life is weird. Wouldn't have expected the resistance to be in such a large, obvious place. Looks defensive. (laughs) As far as I know, none of the hunters have ever made it in here, so something's working. As you say that, Artemis, you don't even have to roll anything. You feel a huge pulse of magic kind of shimmering from the walls. It seems to be centered, coming from about here, right in the middle of the unicorn's ward. And you notice a tower taller than most. The outer wall, as you guys come in, like I said, they're about 50, 60 feet high. This inner wall set appears to be almost 150 feet tall. The buildings in there are built much as you'd expect skyscrapers of a medieval nature to be built. Very thick stone very tall, small windows, uh, mainly, looks like it's mainly built for defense, whereas the outer portions here are smaller buildings, not as much stone, more wood. Uh, it appears that the center area was originally designed to be a fortress, and then this is just kind of popped up on the outside, and they're doing the best they can to take care of them. The best they can is pretty damn good, it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys all kind of feel strange, kind of tingle course through you. Artemis, you realize it to be a spell. If you want to give an arcana check, we can see if you can determine what type of spell. Of course I do. (laughs) You're fairly certain it's a simple form of a scry, but you don't know exactly what it was they're looking for. And it's also got an after component to it. You're not 100% sure what it does, but it looks like it's a layered spell. It's very complex magic. Yes. Romite yes. has the amulet that Correct. protects her from being scried on, so that's not going to work on her. You still feel the tingle, but if you want to give me an arcana check to see what you feel, if everyone wants to give me a, a arcana check, I can't have to 
Yeah, I do. What you feel? Yeah. Oh, okay. Thirteen, mm. a nine. Yeah. Now what? Okay. Eleven, six. I feel tangly, you guys. <laughs> oh. Oh snap. Vicaros has never drank this before. Damn, monk of wisdom. Oh, is this why the pantsless? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Icky would have yes. pants off. You imagine. He, he took off some weighted training clothes. <laughs> uh, Icky, did I get an arcana check from you, good sir? You did not. He's actually just staring. Oh, the captain. He's, he's being mugging um, the crew. Throwing out his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like standing on like wall. Just just arms crossed, tail wrapped around your feet, just looking. Okay, yeah. so wall and crash. You yeah. guys had a weird tingle. I wouldn't call it weird. Magdar, you think it may just be a little bit of a hangover. Wall, you're pretty confident you just had a quick power surge. You're not real sure what's up. AD, you're pretty confident that it is a magical tingle. And so you're confident someone nearby cast a spell on you. I've been touched like this before. Arame, kind of the same. Yours isn't quite as, as much. You feel a searing burn instead of that tingle. And then nothing for a second. And we'll come back to you. That's going to cause problems, isn't it? <laughs> Vikros, you being so in tune with your inner workings, your key, like you're able to tell that someone is attempting to read your mind and find out what you're doing here. You're pretty confident that they were okay with what ever passed through you because nothing else happened. Gotcha, gotcha. Somebody gave a thumbs up to Nikki. All they saw was you wanted his shark. As you guys get pretty much right up on that chain, you notice it does start to sag. There is a small boat. Uh, you don't see any visible signs of propulsion, but riding almost dead center in it is a... Uh, go ahead and perception. We'll see what you guys see. Oh, yes, something I'm good at. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I would love someone to read Icky's mind at the moment. They would just hear like all sorts of obscenities and, and like plotting ways to get revenge on the captain and what he's going to do. Oh, good lord! Okay, so who rolled less than a fifteen? No, Negros. Uh, You're kind of preoccupied with trying to figure out who the hell's trying to read your mind. Yeah, it seemed a little familiar, but still, I'm having a hard time placing exactly why it's happening. It's less so much that it feels familiar, it's just that you're so in the know of how your body reacts to things that you're able to kind of pluck what strings were being plucked by that spell as it went through you, so you're kind of wrapped up in that, pondering. Since Rome, I know there's probably going to be some problems with her existence. She has her armor on, but she's leaving most of her weapons in her room. She's still slightly armed, she's just not fully armed. These people aren't going to trust her. She's okay with that. On the boat, uh, you see there are four gentlemen. Three would appear to be just kind of run-of-the-mill bruisers. Nothing really fancy over those uh, about those guys. They're just kind of wearing your standard armor. Half plate because they're on the water. Sword looks like a uniform with a light blue piping around the bottom of the shirt. The main shirt itself is a, a light white, snow-colored, basically. So not quite a pure white. Eggshell. Let's go with eggshell. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that really kind of draws the eye is a man that is obviously a wizard just from his garb. He is wearing a very large 
conical wizard's hat that is just covered in runes. He has one monocle. And that's usually how they work. He has one monocle and one eye that appears to be kind of a standard monocle. And in the other eye, he's got one that appears to be a small inverted or reverse telescope. So as it comes out, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. If you've seen the movie Journey to Atlantis, think of the mole, but only on one side where his eye yeah, has got zoomed in. Before. I, I, 100%. <laughs> okay, so we're talking to the mole. Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Yeah, it lost Emperor. There we go. Sorry, I was trying yeah. to remember the name of the movie. It could not for the life of me. He's got very elaborate, garishly colored. I mean, there's nothing about him that doesn't stand out. His 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 robes are made of yellow and, and vibrant reds. It looks like someone's been able to take a, a, a robe and throw it through a rainbow, cover it in magical runes, and then wear it. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> blindingly vibrant on this boat. On this. This dull gray water with this snow-covered background. There's this ray of sunshine <laughs> rocketing towards you on this boat. You see, they're really strong, but he doesn't get out much. <laughs> and he, probably he, the first one if he's still alive. He appears to be fairly young. I'd put him probably in his 30s. Again, everybody over 15. Uh, as he gets closer, you'd probably put him in his uh, mid-30s, maybe early 40s. Not a lot of gray to his hair yet, just kind of starting at the temples. But he looks to be a very jovial sort. The boat comes to a halt. You notice. Pregnant pause. (laughs) Awkward silence. Should we call a Bob drop? Should we we throw a counter up? Bob drop one? Yeah, I think that's the second Uh one. That's Bob drop two, actually. Yeah. You could just do what my players do and just like take over the ship, kick off all the NPCs, and just take over, turn everything into anarchy. Well, that's what Icky's planning right now. <laughs> Definitely planning a mutiny. Who wastes a perfectly good shark? For real. Hadn't even started to ripen yet. I myself have 15 pounds, pounds of shark flank. Excuse me? If you hold it, <laughs> you know. I'd chop some of that up. If Magdar were to let Icky know on this, uh, Icky would be very, very happy, and he would probably love you forever. We'll, we'll make some shark nuggets. Nuggies. You can go hang out with uh, Linguini. He'd probably uh, make it awesome. I would like it to be cooked. Icky, not so much. That's probably true. I, I already linked Ryan what Icky wants. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> I can't believe that's like a real thing. Me either. I guess what you just put that in, in brine in a barrel and just let no, that you, go. You just hang it. You just hang it out to dry. So Linguini's the guy that he can cook food for four to five months. Yes, yeah. that, that wasn't his original name. We just don't remember what his original name is. So everyone just calls him Linguini. Saved him from goblins. So I'll call him Linguini mockingly and not care what his name actually is. Oh no, his name is changed to Linguini, basically. It's officially changed to Linguini. Basically. (laughs) So yeah, I'll hand him off a pound of uh, shark flank to do with as he will. He will be very excited. And of course, more drinking. Where did it cut out on me? You were talking about the man in the multicolored jacket. You notice as he got closer to the boat. Uh, he was a fairly young man. Uh, like I said, he was in his... Uh... <laughs> oh. oh, come on! 
Uh, <laughs> mid thirties, early forties. <sighs> Am I back hey, now? You're good. Yes. You're good. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Can you hear me out? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sweet Jesus. Okay. Still better than what it's been. Swear to God, we'll be able to get through this. I promise. Okay. So the colorful man's henchmen. Do you guys notice that they are not paying any attention to the gold harpy? They are white knuckled in terror on their boat as they get in close to you, staring behind them. And as they look forward at the ship, maybe not the first time, but as it slows down, realizing they're almost to their destination, their eyes are huge in their head. You see just a, a visible sense of relief flood their features as they come up super duper fast and they get about 15, 20 feet from the boat and their uh, little longboat without paddles and sail just banks hard right, throws a small wave up to the railing and just ever so gently taps the side of the golden harpy. <laughs> as they approach looking terrified, Wall will lean over and he'll say, I see they've heard of my incredible martial prowess. <laughs> Who am I standing next to? You guys decide where everybody's at. They're coming on the straight at you from the city. So you can all be in the foxhole or you can move down to the midships and greet them as they climb aboard. It is up to y'all. Oh, I'm in midships. Rum is going to probably be in the foxhole, but she'll like move to, to the midship when they come up. Okay. She's going to sort of stay back just to not make anyone out. I need everybody who got to the midships pretty much like as they saw the boat coming. Uh, I need you guys to give me a perception check to see if you can uh, what you guys can hear on the ship. Guys are mostly being nice. For my shenanigans, a 22. (laughs) So Magdar is just going to think out loud to the room. I wonder why those guys are so scared. We already killed the monster, assuming that that Leviathan is the most horrible monster on the face of the earth, and we did Oh, that's oh. a strong assumption, son. <laughs> strong <laughs> assumption. It's, it's how much I know I came from a tree. I'm letting you know in character that is a strong assumption, son. Everyone from, uh, with the exception of AD, because she is too busy chastising Magdar, <laughs> and Jimma, you hear from the helm a double sigh from Mike and Tim, and oh, shit, is that a spectacle? <laughs> <laughs> As you guys are kind of getting ready for this odd party to come aboard, you hear relieved talk from the guards. You can't really make it out, just the tone of, oh, it's just, oh my god. And on top of all of that, the th- reason you can't really hear anything else is because from what you would assume to be the man so garishly dressed, oh, wonderful, 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 it walked, it walked, it walked, and there you are, afraid you were going to have to swim back to shore. I told you not to worry. Well, that's one successful out of 75 attempts. That's well worth the expenditures, I believe. Now, now, aboard, aboard, aboard. Let's go, let's go, let's go. We have people to talk to, things to discuss, things to dissect. Let's go. And as Mike and Tim are kind of motioning, you see the dock, the deck hands are already chuckling a little bit amongst themselves, throwing the ladders down. Did anybody else hear that? Yes, I could hear that. <laughs> I was like, when do we join a Looney Tunes cartoon? <laughs> dude seems like the kind of guy who would carry around a boombox just so he could hit play and have his own entrance theme whenever he went the two of them. So he gotta have an underling hit play. You hold it, well, they hit play. He's got three dudes right there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as the ladders climb down to the boat, he is still just a mile a minute just battling on. Everyone but uh, Artemis can tell uh, he's really just kind of talking to himself. But Artemis, you appear to pick up on kind of like the, the, the wizard's lingo 
uh, it sounds like you're hearing half of a conversation, like he's having a very excited back and forth with someone, but you can't hear the other half of the conversation. Uh, lots of code words and things like that, but stuff that someone learned in the arts is able to follow a little bit, knowing what's going on. The three uh, guards are able to climb aboard, and they are just relieved that they're there. The wizard hops back up on the ladder, and as he clears the uh, rail of the ship to climb over, he falls over, and you guys notice that his undercloak is the, unfortunately for y'all, the exact same pattern as the overcloak. Just, it seems to be in reverse, so it's just a riot of color. <laughs> I don't think Rome can look directly at him. It's like bright light outside, and he's so colorful, so she's just not looking directly at him. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Magdor's sensitive with his hangover, and he's just kind of wondering when them shark nuggets is going to get here. <laughs> he's, got, he's got no interest in the colorful man. Rome's just confused. I'm glad no one's tried to kill her yet. <laughs> he, he ganders around, ganders around, kind of looks at the group. Artemis, you notice he pauses when he looks at you and he kind of shakes his head briefly. You notice he kind of does the same thing. And he looks, he goes, where are the players and owners, the reconnoiters, the funders, the treasurers, you know, the captains of this fine vessel, the Navi? I believe uh, Mike or Tim names I'm seeking to procure, but it's been quite some time since I've seen them. <laughs> They're over that way, and Hero is going to point to wherever she saw them last. Okay. And then he just kind of walks. And as soon as he takes a step, if it would not be so ridiculous to say about a man dressed the way he is, the crew seems to kind of recoil almost in terror from this man as he takes a step and immediately go about whatever it is they're supposed to be doing so as to not be near him. And you guys notice that the boat that he arrived on is now rocketing back to shore. That would need some work. Guess he's here for the long haul. <laughs> Rome is just very confused. <laughs> uh, do you guys follow him up to the helm? <laughs> I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he proceeds up to the helm. Mike and Tim are just kind of sitting there. They're very quietly in what appears to be a pigeon language from the south because it pulls from a little bit of halfling, elven, dwarvish. It's got a little bit of everything in it. Talking quickly amongst themselves. And you see uh, a quick game of what appears to be rock, paper, scissors play out. Tim, pat Mike on the shoulder, and then immediately bolt to the captain's quarters. <laughs> oh. I know they can be dangerous, but it seems a bit overzealous. Dangerous or dangerous things to deal with? Improbably both. Oh no, dangerous. I meant dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Mike looks rather hangdog, and he... Ha! Bonus! How do you do, sir? It's been... Not long enough. Not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and he, he points to the ear and he kind of thinks back, Oh, no, no, Mike! Good old Michael! It's been a, a dog's age! I want, you know, did you ever tell me uh, how, how did that, that uh, adventure we tried last? Uh, where we bestowed the propeller? Oh, you're, you're not going to... And you guys don't even have to roll perception. You see visibly Mike's eye just twitch. And he, he looks at him and he goes... You shattered my rudder two days sail out of port and it took me a month to get home. <laughs> we done that? No, no. No, not us. You're fine. Rome is just abuse. It's like, finally someone that flummoxes them more than I do. <laughs> and, 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 and that Barnabas looks slightly hang, like, not enough to, you, if he apologized, you don't think he'd be sincere. But he, well, 
I, I suppose we could have put too much torque in that little propulsion. I say, if we make these adjustments, well, I'll discuss it with the family and we'll make a decision from there. I think it'll work out better this time. And you see just kind of the color drain from Mike's face. Mike, you just need to make sure you're going to contract so they pay for damages. Oh, no, no, this is this is payment uh, from him to me for services rendered earlier. This is a an ongoing, I think of it as a... Um, a long-term withdrawal. Ah. Robite's just so very, very amused by this. And Mike takes a look at the, the, the party who, you know, everyone who was there standing around just kind of perplexed. And he goes, um, well, ladies, gentlemen, may I introduce you to Barnabas Spectacle, Wizard Supreme, and all... And again. <laughs> Bob and Rob. Definitely need to count for it. Number five. Okay, well, I'm gonna say at this point, I've found them shark nuggets and have made my way back to where the conversation <laughs> is going down. Oh, oh, good. You get the good sauce with it too. I might nab one off your off your plate. You kind of walk up with the plate, and like almost like imperceptibly, there is now a rat on your shoulder. <laughs> You're not sure how it got materialized. I do not believe or trust this person. Tim Nuggets, though. Yeah. I just, I just want to know where a giant robot can pick up a prize fight in this town. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, as far as this town goes, Magdar is in utter and complete awe. He's almost a little bit afraid of what could possibly exist beyond the walls to merit walls of that scale, right? Like, ridiculous walls. Are there no dragons in your territory? You've never had to interact with the military, so... <laughs> That's very true. I, as far as my people are concerned, the only way to avoid something you cannot fight is to, you know, climb a tree. <laughs> And I used to think that was really good, you know, like, yeah, because <laughs> they're not climbing trees. We're up here. We're good. But now... Dragons can't climb trees. I think the druid's going to be uh, cynical and dismissive of the giant city. As you stare slack-jawed at the city, Magdar. Romy's both impressed and wondering, what do I have to do to, like, convince these people that I am okay, please don't kill me? <laughs> I've probably killed a lot of people that people do. I'm wondering if I can get hands on some of the research these guys got. And I'm just running around touching stuff. It's like a childlike sense of wonder. <laughs> oh, good. A second icky. We're still on the ship. <laughs> yeah, we're still on the boat. Well, I have a plan. I have, I have an energy building up inside me, and I can promise that I'm, I'm going to be unruly out there. Oh, no, he's a toddler on a sugar rush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I can, I, I can see buckets building up inside me. It's hard not to touch that colorful man's clothes. It's so shiny. <laughs> I can see Bob pinging the map, so he's doing something. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to lean over and just be like, if you run up and ask him, he might let you touch them. <laughs> I heard Bob for a second. Uh, back at mm-hmm. Kind of. Kind of. Not, quite. not really. Mm-mm. Well, according to the Discord, I have a full connection. Oh, and I am full drop. Nuggets back. 
<laughs> They're just so good. Those, those are like endless breadsticks. You just keep getting plates from the kitchen. Well, every time you reach down for another one, you notice quite a few more are missing from your plate. That's true. We have a pound of them, okay, that are cooked. <laughs> I thought you said every time he reaches down, he just touches a rat hand or something that's grabbing another one. I've noticed it. I reach in there to grab one, and I notice a rat scurrying down my arm and snatching one up and scurrying back up there. Is he that small compared to you? It's amusing to watch with the really long arms. Yes. Uh, Honestly, there's probably a weasel trying to crawl up your leg to grab one, too. Yeah, Magdar's probably about, uh, I think... You're about as tall as Wall is. I believe I am. I can tell you. I can tell you how tall I am. Seven foot. I keep Jim and well enough that she's behaved. <laughs> so I'm got three inches on you, but I'm pretty sure I got you beat on the weight class. Almost probably for sure. Without a shadow of a doubt. I'm sitting at four forty. I'm at 270, but I CrossFit. <laughs> we actively CrossFit in my society. And by, by CrossFit, he means drink a whole lot. Drink a lot. So <laughs> much. Oh, man. Drink a whole lot, climb some trees. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Occasionally yell parkour. Yep, climb trees to escape our enemies. It's true. They never climb trees. You know, they never do where I come from. Well, we built a society in the canopy, so it's like, wait at the bottom of the tree if you want to, you know? <laughs> we ain't coming down. We ain't, we're not coming down. Not here. Is, the, is there snow on this map? Or is it just... Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know what that shit is either. Oh man, you're gonna have a time. I'm telling you, I know a lot about that particular forest that I came from. I know it's only that particular so, forest. So much about that place, though, you guys. Like, if you guys ever come there, you'll be oh, set the up. Blood canopy or something. My home does have a name, and I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Bloodvale Forest. Bloodvale Forest. That's what it was. That's right. I mean, Romay kind of has a home. One of the particular military compound where she got most of her training until she turned 16. And she technically has a place where she died, which was the place Mike and Tim burned down all that time ago. I have a great amount of curiosity about Wall. I'm going to go over and knock on his torso. <laughs> just knock on it? Just, just in an examinatory kind of way. Just really start checking you out. Hey, what? chance <laughs> oh i'm gonna sit back and watch this interaction i hadn't I, I hadn't even considered you would be bothered by it <laughs> totally you lived in a tree your whole life uh, yeah yeah so we're gonna try this and fucking hope to god it works okay frick a frick a frick spectacle was talking about something that name is just so perfect I believe Tim or the other guy was introducing us is where we were at. Mike. 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 Yeah, Tim yeah. peeked the hell out after. Yep, Barnabas Spectacle, Wizard Supreme, at your service. Pleasure to meet you. Now, Mike, you know the rules. Who has the 
ambulance with no scrying, the, the, the ward against it at least, uh, we're going to have to either kill them or take it off. Rome just kind of very sheepishly steps forward like, I apologize, I wasn't trying to hide from you. He squints. She just takes it off. She's like still holding it, but she takes it off. As you're doing that, he fiddles with his his monocle, his, his uh, extendo one, and he resettles the regular monocle. Ah, a drow! Very nice. We have not seen one of you here. What have we done on for a while? Imagine it's probably didn't end well for them. Oh, well, no, no. There are several of your race that are, are not beset by the evil ways of love, but for the most part, well, your race is... is quite evil. We've done testing and things to, uh, you know, to see, would you rather be a moon elf or a sun elf? Things of that nature, but for the most part, we've let you go your own way, as long as you mean us no harm. Uh, if you don't mind a little bit more intimate version of what we attempted. Nods. While we know to Roy, it goes, I think he's coming on to you. <laughs> <laughs> Artemis just busts out laughing. She's going to respond. He's a little young for me. No, 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 no. Don't be deceived. I'm uh, the perfect age. (laughs) I'm the perfect age and candidate uh, to do a scrying of this nature. Uh, Please, to the the captain's quarters and and we can have a bit of privacy. She's still holding the amulet, but she's not going to put it on. She's going to follow. Oh, no, no. He is kind of shepherding you towards the cabin. You guys notice as he, as he kind of walks through, his robes have kind of opened up around him, and they're kind oh. of spinning on their own in a way that shouldn't be possible. As they, they're kind of helicoptering around his body just from the waist down. Not his underrobe, just his over, his main wizard's robe. I'm going to just talk for Amulet in her pocket while, kind of, while playing with her holy symbol of hell. I'm secretly like, praying, like, Please let this conversation go well. I distinctly do not look at it. <laughs> as uh, as the door opens, you hear from inside, Oh, fuck me! And Tim come running out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the same after Tim! How do you do? Oh no, we'll catch up later. It's okay. Have a great day. What was odd? He knows that I'm... I'm not inclined to... Oh well. <laughs> Wall, Wall doesn't trust anything in any of this, so I'll go and post up by the door just in case somebody needs help. <laughs> From the three guardsmen that are on deck talking with the crew. Oh, these guys. <laughs> talking. That's not going to be good for them. <laughs> talking with the crew hands. They are just swearing up a storm. There's very furtive glances towards the, the captain's quarters. They don't seem to be mad at the guy. It's more like a resigned, if we die, it's his fault kind of thing. But you don't get like an air of things are going to go awry. <laughs> Mike and Tim have kind of looked at you and you guys have, have surely heard of how spectacle, right? Yeah, I've, I've heard. This is the first time I've met. Would Arome have heard of them at all? I would say of the party, the only ones that I would expect to have heard of them would be Artemis, possibly Arame, and maybe AD, just because she's a little bit magically inclined. Uh, so if the th- two of you want to give me a history check, uh, that's Arame and AD, 
Oh, not too bad. Not bad at all. Pretty sure I've heard of them. So do you guys know that there is a wizard family named Spectacle? Uh, You know, they've been around for quite a while. That's really kind of all you know about them. Wizards tend to keep to themselves just out of self-preservation. Probably a smart choice. Artemis here uh, does know quite a bit about them and could go into more detail if you would like him to. As I said, I've, I've never met one. I know quite a bit about them. Walls just posted at the door. <laughs> Leaned up against it, like one foot up and against the, the wall, you know, that kind of a pose. <laughs> Arms crossed. I said like. Ah, they're a little bit less tradition. They like experimenting. Uh, it doesn't always go great. It's probably the reason for the jumping is... Uh-huh. And, and, and Rome has definitely been on edge since he mentioned experimenting on her people. I'm just like, we've been brainwashed for generations. Is there a window facing the city in the room we're in? Still on the deck. We're on no, the deck. are we still on the deck? I'm the only one that's <laughs> so, yeah. that was shepherded into the captain's <laughs> quarters and is debating. The world's largest window is available to us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, we'll cut into the... Uh, oh, go ahead and do what you're uh, wanting to do there, good sir, Mr. Magdar. Well, I was just going to, wherever we are standing, focus entirely on the city. Just looking at it and taking in, totally uninterested in any of this conversation. Gotcha. Real quick, we'll cut uh, to Arame and Sir Barnabas. As you get in, he... So, uh, just to be clear, you know, uh, policies, procedures, whatnot, I do need a verbal agreement that you're okay with this invasive procedure. I got to ask what the procedure is. Ah, uh, it's a procedure. <laughs> <laughs> no more details about what exactly you're going to do to me. As long as you mean no little, nothing permanently scarring. She, she thinks about everything. Alright, I guess I have to give some trust to be able to not be murdered by everyone in the city. Oh, no, no, don't be. Don't be silly. Not the whole city. Just me and the gods throwing you overboard with a couple of rocks around your ankles. No issues. I hope you don't end up needing help because that was a map one on the perception. <laughs> I, I was, was going to ask you what that perception roll was for. Rame still has her water breathing stuff, so she's just... <laughs> <laughs> So she'd be fine. She nods. He holds his hand out for the amulet. Give out the back. I'd rather certain people not know where I am. Absolutely. Bob drop. Boy. Bob drop. <laughs> this is my preferred podcast as opposed to streaming. Maybe these are the built-in ad breaks. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a lot of people get paying us to run their ads then. Man, sometimes you can get lucky. Step two, find sponsors. Step three, profit. The ads, right? Be like, are you tired of dropping out of your game? (laughs) (laughs) Ever have an adventure stalled and immersion ruined by this? (laughs) And it's just an icon with the permanent green circle around it. sure we'll eventually get back to the city get to the city it's going to be glorious okay y'all are going to be popping my hand left and right yeah but he said like it's like nothing permanently scarring she's like oh well in that case i've been through worse (laughs) man i'm not i'm not gonna lie 
I like your uh, alcohol, but if you run off like a dumbass in the middle of the big city, I'm not going to be the one to stop you. Yeah, no, she she isn't very much let people fend for themselves unless they, like, if they can take care of themselves, then I will help them. Which is why she likes Wall. I like Wall. Wall likes Nikki, and I like Linguini. Anyone outside of that? It's a moral gray area. <laughs> 876. Alright. Yeah, gotcha. So he holds the hand out, and he goes, if you would please the it. Well, just to be safe, we'll go ahead and remove it entirely from your person. Make sure there's no issues in the end of the test. We'll return it to you. you if not, add it to... Is <laughs> <laughs> that ill? Yes! Add it to our collection of tea jars and trinkets that we've collected through the years, and then we'll be the wiser. So, and he holds his hand out for the annual. As I get it back when it's done, please. The shake hands it to him. As long as there's no ill will, we will not add it to our trinkets any drops it into. What you notice now that you've kind of got him in close proximity is one of just a shit pockets on his bro. She's on edge, but she's cooperating. Bob drop. God! It's a different kind of... There no, we go. No, that no, came no, through. Here. Swear came through. <laughs> yep, yep, just swear. That's all. Hi, <laughs> right, Bob. Swear every other word. I'll see if you get some of them in the middle in. Are we totally oblivious to what's going on in the room? Outside of the room? Yes. Yes, because oh, I was the, I was the only one who went close enough to try to keep an eye on things or <laughs> listen in, and uh, I totally failed on that. I would argue that I'm not oblivious, but I'm not specifically aware. Oh, no one's particularly concerned about your healer getting obliterated by this Hey, man, not all of us are dependent on the healer. Some of us can lay, not lay on hands, but, you know can keep our blood inside. I'm just assuming she's being spread. Oh, I have no blood. Okay, am I back? Mine's being I back. Yep. Yeah, you are. Yes. yes. With his with his right hand, he drops it into a book. He starts kind of patting himself down. Oh, he pulls out a what appears to be a iron crown, and he sets it upon your head, and he pulls out a small, thin silver dagger, and he goes, I could ask you go ahead, please. She uh. cautiously holds out her <laughs> hand. He Really, really quick, but very gently kind of pricks the end of your finger, just enough for a little small drop of blood to well up. Nothing, not like he's severed your finger, just a quick, like he'd get poked with a thumbtack, basically. Yeah. Uh, and he takes it and he taps that little drop of blood using his dagger to the t- uh, crown that he's placed on your head. Uh, and you feel an odd sensation, almost like a, what you'd expect if you were to put your head inside of a fern plant uh, with the leaves just kind of slowly brushing down your face gets to about your shoulders and stops and he looks at you and he goes, what is your name? Go by Arome. And he appears to be looking at the crown. That will suffice. Though it is not your true name, it is a name that you've used so, and for a while from how I read it, so little little work. I understand that uh, your people change their names when they leave service so it is understandable to have a pseudonym. So I'm not that person anymore. Why are you here? Uh, on a mission to kill the king. Oh, well, that's good enough for me, then. <laughs> 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 Pops the crown off. You feel... Think if you'd stuck your head in a Play-Doh mold that had been allowed to set for a little bit and then just been pulled out of. She's just gonna, like, blink slightly. I imagine she's 
Not used to that sensation. You you hear an odd kind of as the crown comes off. He tucks it into his robe again. He goes, what? That will suffice, uh, your amulet, as you requested. Uh, I do have one small request, though, if you would not mind, uh, humoring myself. This is a request. Visit me in the tower when you first get a chance, which will be pretty much at dock, because I'm going to put you at the base of the tower. Okay. And we will have discussions as to why you are what you are, and how you became to be who you are, and what are you doing in our city? Uh, your whole party, really, even the, the especially the large fellow. Uh, made of metal, uh, we've not seen a war forged in, in quite some time, and well, it'd be nice to do some some investigating on them to uh, see if we can improve our own stock. You may want to have some alcohol already. It's long story. Ah, no problem, no problem at all. Well, we'll have tea and crumpets, and everything will be right as rain and and as as sweet as a peach. Pretty well, she's like she put the amulet on pretty much like the second she got it back. This cheat doesn't want people knowing. Is that all? Can we already join the others now? I'll drop. It could be an interesting drinking game. Take a shot every time he drops. God, no. I have to work every morning after. There's no way. <laughs> it's a terrible drinking game. Nobody's going to win that game. <laughs> Nobody wants it. It really wasn't about to say the other name. just because. I, I thought we were going to catch it. No, she's... That's... Mm, you guys don't even know that that, that Arome is not the name she was born with. Oh, excuse me. Most of the party doesn't even know my name. That's I that know your name, but out of respect to your secrecy, I don't say it. And because I don't remember. Didn't we, just, <laughs> didn't we decide that when we all got our memories back, we'd remember that at one point we have all learned your name? It's just, we just all refer to you as Anonymous Druid. I'm not really referred to by name. More like Hey, you, over there, in the background. For a second, I thought she was about to be have to, like, have to be forced to say the name, but I was like, she wouldn't at first. She absolutely would not. <laughs> I almost wish that Nat 1 had just led to me mishearing what's going on. <laughs> and, like, some dudes are bringing in the catch for the day, but I hear, some, hear them struggling, and I'm like, oh, she's under attack! <laughs> First in there and start attacking the wizard. <laughs> I'm sure that would have gone over well. So, so well. We'd all be rolling up your characters. Well, especially with that double rope bullshit that's happening that he's very heavily hinted at. I think, uh, technically I've known you guys for like three days. Yes. Yeah. We were drunk for most of them. I think it's been longer than we've been on the ship. I actually wasn't able to get drunk until Bob said tonight, you, you're you allowed to just be drunk if you want to be, because I keep nailing the checks for getting drunk. <laughs> I've tried many, many times, and it's just like, nope, you're really good at this. Just you poor just... sod, you. That's <laughs> what you get for living in a tree. There's not a whole lot of activities you can do outside of drinking. You know, we have really good alcohol technology but nothing else that would probably have been the first time y'all have ever seen a roommate drunk and she got like tipsy and then just laid on hands and she's fine she's like notice your finger twitch whilst drunk lay on hands can't show weakness no it's more of a (laughs) drunk people tend to talk about things I've gotten people drunk to get them to spill stuff 
things no one needs to know. Girl, can I point out you say that, but somebody asked you what your mission was and you immediately said to kill the king. Right. No, that was perfect. Like, that was not perfectly even timed. Uh, not that close to the best at all. Uh-uh. He works yeah, for the rebellion. What? And surely there's no spies in the rebellion. Well, it was going to go one of two ways. It he was a spy chance. for the rebellion. He would have found a way to, if I made up some excuse to kill me then and there. I'm so blissfully unaware of the gravity of what <laughs> I've gotten into. She also did see the yeah. interaction with uh, Mike, so a little bit of trust in the situation. She trusts them because she, she has to. They basically. They could have turned her over to the military at any point for some kind of reward. They haven't yet, so she's like, I did, did, did yeah, I, I'm at their mercy, and I'm still surprised now that I've met them that I survived the attack on the compound. Also, that somehow they didn't find out that it was people from the rebellion that got me out of the burning compound. I, yeah. Maybe just a different faction. I don't know. None of these districts sound like they specialize in alcohol. I don't know. The market probably has a good... Right here. I imagine that's where I'm going to find my fight. My prize fight. <laughs> find good. one in every town. <laughs> I definitely want to look into that. But There's a I... couple of mar- There's actually two markets. It's a large town. you got to have accessibility for everybody, except for the ones down here at the docks. they got to walk halfway around the city to get to one. Well, they get the fish market and you get the dog. Fish market? There's another one here. Or was that the second one? No, yep, so at least three. I bet there's absolutely no uh, socio-political difference between those people and these people at all. So we went north to get here, right? Yep. Yes. So, on the north side of the city is where the South Arcanist Farthing is? I mean, this is the south bit of this landmass. Yeah. Maybe it's a, maybe it's, it's less of a direction and more of a family name? <laughs> Same with the South Whitehall District? <laughs> I'm a proud Whitehall. Oh, sorry. Whitehill. Whitehill. Oh, Whitehill. Maybe there are a lot more Whitehalls on this uh, this continent. Yes, we're the, the southern Whitehills. Thank you. Mm. Not like those northern Whitehills. No, no, God, no. Oh, man, this is definitely where you get your fight. The Great Sword Burrow. I was, I was thinking about that, but Burrow makes it sound like just people live there. The district mm-hmm. makes it sound like that's official. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, wouldn't that be where all the history. warriors live there? Heart Sheath Ward. I sheath my sword in your heart. Oh, that's where all the paladins are gonna be. You stay away from that. They don't let you have any fun. I let y'all get drunk all the time. <laughs> drunk, but you don't let us give out socks to evil gnomes. We're only mildly poisoned. Yes, but you've made it extremely clear that you want to kill all of them and then you start handing out presents? She, no. Yeah, but what if I was trying to, uh... Mm. Uh, what's retribution? You're the, the god of hell, and what if I wanted to recompense for what I had done? Is that what you were trying to do? Hell no, <laughs> but she didn't know that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Just, you know, 
just learn in the room. Oh no. By the way, horribly racist against gnomes. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I that did shit get that. Not her character, by the way. <laughs> Despite the fact that she is part gnome. Yeah. Not part gnome. Well, Just short for an elf. It's canon. You're a good elf. It's been established. You're a good elf. <laughs> well, just because the Lord elf? of the Games says that doesn't mean it's true. And the editor. You guys did like an ancestry.com thing? And... <laughs> yep. yep. Swap that cheek, sit it in. <laughs> Two months later. Mm, this is classic case of Gnilf. There's got to be a spell for that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long one. Did this computer blow up? This is... Damn, that would be real unfortunate. It's brand new. I would be trying to be Artemis's new magic, trying to figure out the bloodlines of people. Just go around and be like, Pope, you're related to Charlemagne. Have fun taking over the kingdom. Here we go. Hopefully. Nonsense. Dinosaur shaped shark nuggets. Thank you for joining us and stay tuned next week to find out what happens on Disciples of the Eight. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Disciples of the Age is a production of Pseudonym Social, changing reality one story at a time. It is deemed by the amazing Bob Tedwell and produced by me, Brianna Toybert, with music by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. We have Brock as Icky... Ryan as Wall, Matt as Vicros, Spencer as Artemis, Cash as Magdar, Kara as the Anonymous Druid, and myself as Arome. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. Initializing Waffles Maple Syrup promotion. Please enjoy. Welcome to Waffle Maple Syrup's brand new Starfinder podcast, Journeys Adrift. Grab your space popcorn and join us for the wild journeys of these five characters. Starting us off is the prospective Madeline herself, Zehavum T. Don't tell anyone, but she's on a journey for some classified Starfinder intel. What? Who told you that? I'm absolutely doing no such thing. Don't worry. This is all behind the fourth wall. It doesn't count. Next up is Dr. Lin on a journey to clear his name. And for the last time, there are four tentacles in regular pants, of which there are simply four pant holes. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, that is correct. Hello? Mmm, that's not awkward. Let's see. Next on the roster, we have Tetsu, who is on a wholesome journey to happiness. Best of luck with that, buddy. What do you mean, best of luck? That sounded sarcastic. Was that sarcastic? Don't worry about it. Let's move along to our little friend here, Moat. Moat is on a research journey for drift technology. Who knows what secrets they'll find out there. Oh, oh, uh, right. You can't see me. Uh, believe me, my visor is displaying a smile. Like, I can't. Sorry, bud. This is an audio-only format. Anyways, last but not least is the lightning rock himself, Aizen. He is on a journey yeah, for- Yeah, let me cut you off right there. I've got to find a cure for the circumstances happening to my body, or else I'm going to end up in pieces in the process. Oh, well that sounds fun. But between you and me, listeners, there's a lot more journeys than these five happening behind the scenes. So join us and listen to Journeys Adrift on the Waffles Maple Syrup podcast and live stream to find out where these journeys lead.